welcome to the Praying Wife Podcast. I am your host, Karen Cash, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode here at the Praying Wife. And you know, last week we spoke about watching out and being cautious for those snakes in your garden. And if you missed it, I encourage you to please go back and listen to it, whether you are watching us on YouTube, um, the video is on there for you to see, or if you are joining us in audio land, I love to, <laughs> to call it, um, feel free to go back and listen to Beware of the Snakes in Your Garden. And we really took a look at the fall of man um, and looking specifically at Adam and Eve. And as I was prayerful about what God wanted me to talk about today, I landed on God's plan for marriage. And we live, as we all know, unfortunately, in a broken and fallen world. And so the idea of marriage has gotten very convoluted, very twisted over the years. Um, and it seems like it's only getting worse. So I felt like it was important for us to go back and remind ourselves exactly of what God's intent was when he established marriage. Now, I know this video might get a lot of you know, interesting comments, <laughs> um, or you may have your own opinion on it, especially as I said before, because we've gotten marriage so twisted um, and we've formed our own ideals of what it is, what it looks like, who it applies to, um, when we can and cannot kind of throw it in the garbage. So I'm hoping that you're blessed today um, as the spirit of the Lord speaks through me as I speak to you today. And so I think it's important if we go all the way back to the beginning and we find ourselves yet again in Genesis. And this is where we see the first account of a man and a woman. Let's start there. Um, when God created us, male and female, this is where we see the first unified unity of a marriage um, that came together. God's intent from the beginning and to this day is that a marriage is between a man and a woman coming together in holy, we call it now holy matrimony. Now, you may have your opinions on that, I am very sure. But if we are going and sticking to biblical facts, this is what God's original intention is. And it says in Genesis, and for this reason, the man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. He will be joined to his wife, she. Um, and this is Genesis 2 and verse 24. And then it says, and the two are united as one. So from here, we see that one of God's original intention for marriage is for the two of them to become one in unity. In our marriages, we should be unified. Now, it's very important to know that unity is not the same as agreeing on every single matter every single time. That's just not going to happen. Because in a marriage, you have two people that are coming together with our own experiences, um, sometimes with our own beliefs about certain things, how we should raise the kids, how we should handle our finances, all of that. We are coming together and joining as one. Unity is in that in our decisions, we will be united after we've had a discussion and we've come to a compromise. We will move forward in unity as one under an agreement. And so God's intention was always for us to be unified as a married couple. Another thing we see when God even first created male and female, he blessed us all. We were created to be blessed, to be fruitful, to multiply. And right here, I just, I really feel the need to display what the enemy's agenda is when we see 
same-sex marriages that are coming up. That's actually not even coming up. They're, they've been a part of society all the way back from Sodom and Gomorrah. But when you have a situation where there is the same sex, unless you're doing uh, adoption or something to that degree, not where it's a natural thing between the two of you, there is no multiplication. God's original intent for us when we got together was to continue to multiply. The enemy's agenda is for human, not even population control, but the annihilation of the human species, period, in every sort of way that he possibly can. One of those ways, and we see this why our marriages are being attacked every single day, is to disrupt and confuse God's original intention for us to continue to multiply here on the earth. And so always keep that in mind. We have to always remember that there's always an agenda. You know, we say sometimes, oh, maybe they have an agenda. With all things, there is always an agenda. There's, there's either an agenda for the kingdom of God or there's an agenda for the kingdom of darkness. But be not fooled. There is an assignment and an agenda that is pushing forward. And if we as Christians are not wise, if we do not open up our eyes and see these things, then we will be caught in the same confusion that the enemy wants us to have. So God's original intention was for us to be unified together, male and female, in this bond of, of what we call marriage. And we see that when women, that's us, we originally came on the scene because God had created Adam and he realized that he needed help. Can I get an amen, sisters? Like our husbands still need help, okay? <laughs> he needed help. There's a certain level of um, intuition and, and helpfulness that we as females that we possess that our husbands need from us. And so God looked at all of the animals and everything he made and it says that there was no suitable helper found for Adam. And so God caused Adam to go into a deep sleep and pulls out of his ribs and he created us. And then Adam said, yes, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. So women, even as wives, we have to remember we were created very first. <laughs> the first reason that we were created was to be a helper to the man, a help meet to Adam. And so we have to remember our first calling, even as we are in a marriage, is to be a support for our husband, to help him in areas where he is weak. Now, I know I've heard so many, uh, how do I call it, feminists, uh, you know, I, he, I can do everything. We don't need a man and all of this stuff. I'm not here to debate that on this video. I'm just speaking to us as wives, praying wives, Bible-believing Christian wives, that our intent when God created us, his intent was for us to be a suitable helper for the man. And God created this institution, this marriage together to really be a reflection of Christ and his church and showing the same love and the unity that's there. And I think it's also important that I point this, this one fact out, that there is a difference between marriage and a wedding. And I think we, in our culture, we get so excited about the wedding, right? There's all this plans and sometimes we plan a year or two years out and making sure this is good and making sure that is good and we have the wedding. But we must not forget the most important part is you are getting married. And so 
I know that there is pressure on a lot of women, a lot of families these days to make sure I have the most grand wedding possible. Now, please don't get me wrong. If you want to have a grand wedding, go and do your thing. <laughs> okay. Um, we had a lovely wedding. I am not saying that there's anything wrong with having a wedding, but I'm saying what's the important part of that special day is when you get married to your spouse. And so if you happen to have been one that had to elope, if you found yourself in a justice of the peace office, if you guys did it uh, in a Vegas uh, mall, whatever it is, the most important part is that you got married and you made that commitment to your spouse. So I want to make sure that I address that because I feel that there is such a pressure on females, on males, more so our females, to feel like if you didn't have a big wedding, like your marriage isn't solidified or, you know, it's not really real. And so I want to make sure that we break that, that, that thinking even now and knowing that whether you eloped, whether you had 5,000 people at your wedding or five, the most important thing is that you made that commitment and that covenant with your husband. And that's all that matters. So now when we start differentiating between different things, another thing I think that's important that we sometimes get lost on is the difference between feelings and commitment. Marriage and love is not about feelings because our feelings change. My feelings, I know, changes countless amounts of times in a day. So, you know, I can watch something and I can feel sad. And two minutes later, if it's a very good movie, I could be very happy. Um, sometimes we feel, you know, overwhelmed, but these are feelings come and go. They, they literally come and they go and you can feel multiple ways in a day. So it's very important that you never, ever, 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 ever base your commitment to your spouse on your feelings. Because if you're saying, I don't feel like I love you today. And you're like, you know what? I just, I want to get a divorce because I don't feel like I love you then you've missed the point of marriage because marriage isn't about making you feel good every single day or most of the time. It's not about that. It's your commitment to your spouse. It's your commitment to come together in a unified relationship for a common purpose. And so we have to always make sure that we are not taken aback and that we are not falling prey to the enemy's lies that makes us feel like love is the Hollywood entertainment love that we see on TV where the girl falls for the Prince Charming and they live happily ever after. That's just not reality. You can speak to any uh, person that's been married for any length of time. And I guarantee you, they can tell you that it is not all roses and, and cupcakes. <laughs> okay. Marriage is hard work. It is because it takes the, as the Bible access to submit, it takes a level of submission. It takes respect. It takes love. It takes forgiveness because again, we're all flawed human beings and we have two flawed human beings coming together to try to make this thing work. And so you have to be committed above all things. One thing that I know that my husband and I, we talked about from the very beginning is that divorce is not an option. It's, it's not. Now, I have to be honest with you, we came to a point in our marriage where we kind of slipped it on the table, but we did not follow through with that at all. It didn't get very far because from the get go, we were solidified in the fact that whatever happens in our marriage, we are going to work through it. Divorce is not an option. We're going to have to come to an agreement, a compromise or something where we meet together and be unified with our decision moving forward. 
And so we have to always remember that marriage is not a one-time how I feel in the moment love goosebumps. Another intent of marriage was mutual submission and love. Now, I know sometimes when we hear that word submit, we kind of get, you know, a little bit crazy, right? Um, Everyone has their own feelings towards that word to submit. But if we really take a look at it, submission comes down to humility. It's when you humble yourself under someone else's authority. If we even look through the Bible, the word submit appears time and time again when it talks about authority and rulership and even being um, underneath the governing rules. It says for the young ones to submit to the older ones. So it's not this this invasive or bearing submission like, you know, our husbands are fully in control and, you know, it's not that kind of scene. And if you have that in your mind, I would I would really urge for you to kind of wipe that clean and do a research on submission. But it's really saying that we should respect our husbands and our husbands are called to love us. See, men desire and need respect. We desire and need love. And so God is very smart and he understands the way that he has designed us. And he knows for a woman, we need to feel cared for. We need to feel the embrace of our spouse to know that we're protected. We'll take care of everything else. And, you know, there are a lot of us that are kind of hard headed. And because we have that intuition, it's like we kind of like we feel like we know we just know what's best. And though most times that is true, we are still called to submit under the authority of our spouses. But of course, like I said, this doesn't leave our spouses off the hook where we shouldn't be respected. We feel respect through love. And so there are certain things. And and I always tell people this when they think about the commandments as a whole, like, you know, going through all the Ten Commandments. And then we look when Jesus came on the scene and he said, all of that can be wrapped into one thing, love. Love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Because if you truly loved, and this is the same love that our husbands are called for us to do, is if you truly loved, then you wouldn't cheat. Then you wouldn't lie. You wouldn't steal. You wouldn't envy. You you wouldn't do all of these things because you have perfected that love. It's the love and that is the love that our husbands have been called to show us as we show them respect. So in the marriage, God's intent was for us, man and woman, to come together as one, to have that unified, sacred bond where it's us against the world (laughs) Um, and not really against the world, right? But to have that, to have that love, that unbreakable bond where we can come together and move on the same pace and walk together as we agree as one. Another intent for marriage is for there to be faithfulness and a commitment to one another. We find in Hebrews 13 and 4, it says, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. And so there is a call for us in our marriages to be faithful to each other. Let every man have his own wife and every wife have her own husband. We are called to be faithful and to walk into unity together because we understand that when we introduce sex which is that thing that binds the marriage and the entire topic of you know us withholding sex from our husbands which sometimes we tend to do we can get into that because that falls under manipulation and that is not of God 
but marriages are meant to be pure and holy and with fidelity to remain within the home. You know, the Bible talks about not giving the enemy a foothold anywhere in your lives. And so even within our marriages, we have to make sure that we are keeping ourselves pure. We're keeping ourselves clean and true and righteous before God. And, you know, as society has shifted, we've seen, you know, back in the day, we'll say in our parents' days or in our grandparents' days, where the man was the one to go out and he was the one to to work and the woman would be at home and she's cooking and cleaning and making sure that he has dinner ready. And we've seen a shift from that where both male and female, they are working outside the home. And I always tell everyone, do what works for your family. You are not called to look like anyone else, but you are called to be unified together. So whether you guys decide to share responsibilities of the home, whether you guys decide that wife takes 100% housework and husband takes 100% of working and bringing home the, the bacon, as they call it, what works for your family? Don't feel judged. Don't ever feel judged with a decision that you as a husband and wife have come together and made because it's between you two. You have become one flesh and that's what it's about. Our intent is really to become one flesh and working together to bring glory and honor to God, even within your marriage, because then you are to raise godly children in the ways of the Lord. And then they have children and we pass on from generation to generation the wills and intent and desires of the Lord our God and what we're called to do here on earth. And so I hope that this has been a blessing for you. I feel like we've only scratched the surface really um, when we start to talk about the intention of a marriage. And I'll probably do a part two of this so that we can continue on next week. But for now, remember that you can visit us online at theprayingwife.com. We're on all the social media platforms at The Praying Wife Circle on Facebook. We have our own private Facebook group and chats. And there's just a lot of ways that you can get connected. Also, subscribe to The Praying Wife now on YouTube. We're excited about that and um, leave us some comments and let us know what you think about the video and what you've been taught about marriages as you've been growing up or even as you are in your marriage today. I look forward to hearing from you soon and until next time, this is Corrine Cash and God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Praying Wife Podcast. I do pray that you were blessed. Please remember that you are beautiful, you are powerful, you are made in the image of God, and you are loved. We will see you again next time.